How are you doing there? Just a quickie before we start. On the Apple podcast, why don't you double click on David McWilliams Plus? It's right there when you open the podcast. You get ad free, you unlock early access. Just double click and away you go. David McWilliams Plus, you get this pure and simple. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bites. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. To understand the economy, you have to understand human nature. This podcast is powered by Acast. How are you doing there? It's the podcast time. The podcast that tries to make economics that little bit more comprehensible, that little bit more relevant, John, would you say? And I would say, yes, Hopefully indeed. a little bit easier to understand. How are you, Head? For me, anyway. Well, it's a Socratic dialogue we have between <laughs> ourselves. Platonic dialogue, okay? You know, you're, you are the cynic and I am the teacher. Indeed. The way we yeah. go, it's like two Greek lads. You, me, Socrates, yeah. Aristotle. In the Agora. In the Agora, actually yeah. sitting there. And the- Xenophon. Our, our friend, the first economist. Yeah. Yeah, who was there, the leader of the army of 10,000, who went and took this mercenary army, who were fighting Cyrus in Persia. Yes. And they lost. Yeah. Was that the, the story of the 300? Was that part 10, of 10,000. Oh, the 300 were the Spartans. Yeah, sorry. The Spartans. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, and Thalassa, Thalassa, the sea, the sea. Anyway. I am agree along me, it's stay between England and me. Oh, I like that. That's John channeling his mother's innate republicanism. Yeah, yeah. Straight away. Dubliners, I know, I know. It's... <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Let us talk about what is happening in the world. This is a bit of an extension from last Thursday discussion with the great Dan Davies, he of, and we got it wrong. Remember I said, oh. it, was feed, remember I said it was free to goat? Yeah. Was it? Was feed the goat. Oh, feed the goat, the yeah. Sean Goater, okay. So Actually, that makes more sense. For so any for any Man City fans out the ball there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So feed the goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And, okay, that uh, makes sense. And, and I was thinking, mm, that doesn't sound right. And then somebody on Twitter said, man, I think, I said, I liked your story. Yeah. But I think you'll find. <laughs> it was feed. There's always somebody, isn't there's it? Always there's somebody. always somebody. Which is always, good. Is which, a good is, thing. which is, as Marcy said, yeah. there's always somebody who fucking trip you up. <laughs> But last last week's podcast, Dan Davies, yes, it was it, that was great, and I felt actually at the end as you were talking, as we were finishing, that you were only really getting going. Yeah. So today is a little bit of an extension of it's of an extension that. of that, and it's also to put into context the change in the credit cycle is the biggest economic story 
in the last 10 years. And that's something to take on board. So what always happens is that, you know, things change and think, okay, but nobody puts this thing into context, right? The movement of interest rates from zero or one, which was largely a function of the 2008 banking stroke, property stroke, credit crash. Mm. Central banks said, and I, I think they were right in doing this. They said, okay, well, we have a choice. Either we can let the banking system implode Okay, and everyone loses their deposits. Imagine what would have happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Every single trade, every single trade finance, all bits of credit, everything would have gone, right? So you can't kind of say, oh, well, let's just let that happen. You know, as the as the tech bros go, you know, break things and move quickly. Right? Mm-hmm. Fuck off, right? You've got a system you need to protect. And the whole point of having, well, one of the points in having fiat currency, yeah. right, is that when things go badly, the government comes in, it can regulate number Mm -hmm. one, yeah, it can actually underwrite number two. It can make sure that people don't lose everything. yeah. And number three, it can give you a structure off which to work. So in 2008, they said, what are we going to do? They said, okay, let's take the playback, the playbook of the Great Depression. Yeah. What did they not do? What they didn't do in the Great Depression was they didn't intervene quick enough to print money into the system, drop interest rates to zero, and try in some way to calm people down, yeah. right? So that's what they did, right? So we're so that's the beginning of the cycle that we're now coming to the end of. So yeah. so that's a fourteen year cycle. So what they did, the the original kind of idea and strategy was good, reducing interest rates down to zero, to zero or to even negative, or, or negative, yeah, yeah. But but that and and this is what we were talking about last week, and and this is what we want to expand on a bit is that in itself had huge echo across yeah. the financial system. Yeah. Some of it was good, yeah. some, some of it was bad. not so good. So, so or, or was it the fact that the cycle went on too long? But maybe well, we've well, I that. suppose it's a bit like it's a bit like medicine and patients, right? That there are some interventions which save the patient's life, mm. but have deleterious long-term consequences for the individual. So, for example, if you get gangrene in your toe, John, yes. you will, I might cut off your leg. I might yeah. save your life, but your life has changed. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Bob so Marley wouldn't do that. Bob Marley wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah. And the last live gig he played? Daily Man Park. Daily Man Park. And, of course, right. the finest commercial marketing franchise in Ireland at the moment is not Ryanair or Ballygown. It's Bose Football Club. Yeah. I have never seen a working class club turned into such an extraordinary marketing. I remember going... You have to my, explain this. You have to okay, explain this. So you and me went with my dad to Bose years yeah. ago. Yeah, to yeah, Daily yeah. Man Park. It was always, yeah. a, always a bit of alien territory because we were much more Glemelore men, right? No, we were much more Rovers men. But we would go over to the Bose and we'd go to the FAI Cup final in yeah. Daily Man. Yeah, and Daily yeah. Man they was... Great days, yeah. It was also a great experience. You'd be up in Fillsbury and you go through the little little hatch, the little arc, in through the stand. And mm. we would be out in the terrace, which is now the terrace beside the Fibsborough shopping centre, which I believe is closed because I haven't been up in Bose for ages. Right. But what right. I've been intrigued as a football fan is watching Bose morph from the club. Well, it's always been the Gypsies, so the yeah. Bohemians. So it's always had this sense of it's slightly different, okay? It's more into all comers. But the idea that now they've gone as far as having a Bob Marley yeah. T-shirt, right? Al, Al Duffy has, has one. Of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. <laughs> what it is, it's a stroke of genius, of marketing genius. Yeah. So they've positioned the club away from what it used to be, 
are including what it used to be. Yeah. Into something else. But there, there is one interesting thing about Bose. There is a small group of Bose fans mm. called the Bose Socialists. Who, right. who I quite like to follow on Twitter. So actually, let's leave the Bose, John. Yeah. Okay. Probably we could go off on one as we, we could go off on generally one. do. Okay. And we will come back to... Gangrene. Bob Marley's gangrene. Yes, cutting off your thing. Yes, patience, yes. economics. Right, okay. But, right. Okay. And we're back in the game. back in the game. And we're back in the game. He's taking his meds. All is good, right? Right, the brain You're is working again. serious meds. Exactly, exactly. To stop the, the aging process. But I come back, to, I, we come back to the idea, right? That it was the right thing to do. You had to save the system. Mm. But saving the system created its own internal dynamic, right? And of course, one of those things is, as we were saying last week, when you drop the rate of interest to zero, it's impossible to know how to value a company. That's the critical, critical fact. Yeah. So the rate of interest isn't just about the price of money, it's the price of time. It signals yeah. Yeah. huge amounts about what's going on in the financial industry. But I come back to what's going on. The biggest story is the collapse of tech stocks and everything involved in that. Now let's go back, right? And I use the Warren Buffett quote because it is so good. Yeah. That it is only when the tide goes out do you realize who's swimming in the nude? And what he was basically saying is that the tide of credit ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. And when the tide is going out, i.e. when credit conditions are getting much, much tighter, then all the jiggery-pokery, all the nonsense, all the, frankly, the BS mm. is exposed, right? And that's what he's saying. And the thing about the credit cycle is it anoints and condemns in equal measure. So on the way mean? up, it anoints certain companies as being fantastic, right? Yeah. Because everybody's not really worried about what's going on under the bonnet. It's like, oh, look at this shiny new car. It looks fantastic. Mm. Except the engine doesn't really work. But we don't <laughs> look at that. Yeah, so yeah. it anoints, but it condemns in the same way on the way down. And it's vicious, right? So the credit cycle allows certain companies or assets, for example, on the way up to have all their blemishes overlooked. Because people say, oh, we're all on the way up. But on the way down, the credit cycle finds the holes in everybody's it's ultimate, story. It's the ultimate buyer beware. It's the buyer thing. beware idea, but it's it's amazing that it's on the way up, you know what? All your blemishes, we can, we can figure those out. On the mm. way down, anything that you have said is investigated. And the reason I say stories is that people think that financial markets and the economy in general, mm. right, is a hard metrics like profits and costs and revenues. It's actually not. Financial markets are all about storytelling. And whoever has the best story wins. And at a time when interest rates are zero, when there's no absolute fundamental value, you can't value companies, basically all you've got to value is the story. So basically everyone is trying to tell a story about the next big thing. Mm. And of course, the story that this generation, after 10 or 12 years of zero interest rates or low interest rates bought, was the story of, Tech. Yeah. Now, when you actually think about tech, this is a great story because it's kind of it's sufficiently vague to cover a multitude of sins, right? It's also new and exciting. Yeah, it's new and it's exciting. And yeah. of course, the thing about tech is that when it's new and exciting and when it's the new story, the people who invest in it early are not only validated, but they kind of go around as if they're visionaries right? Yeah. As if they've seen something that nobody else has seen. Now that, of course, creates FOMO with the rest of the crowd yeah. and the rest of the crowd get in too late. So it's this extraordinary ability of ourselves to believe stories and move forward with those stories. But if you think of the story of tech, right? 
Basically, this was so all-encompassing that it managed to cover almost anything that involved how our world was being changed by 21st century engineering, data, and science. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay. so these are the facts. Right? So as a result of that, amazingly, a company that is based on fellas on bicycles delivering pizzas could yeah. be tech. At the same time, a company based on girls in labs uncovering and discovering gene technology could yes. be tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, so everything's thrown together. So basically, in effect, a corner shop on wheels is tech because you have a delivery or something yeah, yeah, yeah. idea, right? Whereas real tech, like real scientific discovery, okay, which the common, takes, the common denominator is, is just, it's online. The common denominator, it's online. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, the whole idea is then the tech companies are valued, are given these extraordinary valuations. Why? Because what the tech companies are saying to you, no matter what it is, we have an insight into the future. And sometime, any day now, we're going to commercialize that and you're going to make a fortune. Yeah. Who doesn't want to buy a bit of the future? But when you have such a broad definition of tech, John, that it can be food delivery or it can be real science, when you have these ridiculously broad categories, what can possibly go wrong? Fucking everything, <laughs> right? That's the problem. Everything can go wrong, right? And, and the question then is, investors want a piece of the future because everyone wants to buy a piece of the future. But when interest rates go up, they start asking questions about like profits and costs and revenues, yeah. the sort of thing for the payback. Yeah. So, but also the sort of thing that any company that's not dealing with tech has to answer before they ever get a penny from anyone. But the problem now is that typically in the investment cycle, you should ask all those questions before you invest. Yes. But now what's happened is people are asking them after they've invested. Yeah, the yeah, money yeah. is gone. Well, actually, do you know what, Mac? I, I was looking at a few of these, a few numbers, which crunches is, which is numbers. always very dangerous. <laughs> John crunches numbers, you know, to check your wallet. But, but some of the losses are phenomenal. Absolutely. Go on, give us, give us a, give okay, us a, here's, here's a few. Uh, Apple, for instance, tumbled by about 17.6%. This uh, is in the last eight months. In the last eight months. Uh, which is just phenomenal. Microsoft, uh, 27.5%. You know, that's from, uh, here's the number here, actually, from 2.5 trillion to 1.8 trillion. It's a now lot of money. It's a lot of here, money to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is hard to get your, your head around the, the number Very soon you'll be talking nuts. serious money. <laughs> exactly. Alphabet, Google, down 34%. Amazon lost 44% from 1.7 trillion down to 950, a mere 950 a mere. billion. So these are the market caps of these companies are being destroyed. Absolutely. So all the all the investors in this, their money is just wiped out. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And I mean, the interesting thing is uh, you probably have the, the mother of all of them is our friend Elon Musk. Ah, good old Elon, huh? Elon Musk, from what I can gather, go on. Tesla. Go on, I do, I do have fears. I do yeah, have fears. He's on the ball today. Absolutely. Zecker, it's the it's, it's the junior cert mathematics exam. <laughs> it's, so does, does the hand go up for does the hand go for the paper or the blue paper? Will I go for honors or pass? Honors always or pass. pass. Always pass. <laughs> but Tesla, now this is incredible. Falling from one trillion to five hundred and thirty-six billion. That's pretty much half price. So half Musk price. has lost before he lost about. Well, that, that's billion got, on 
Twitter. He lost Twitter. half yeah, a yeah. trillion. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But actually taking all of that together, these six main companies who yeah. are the, 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 the golden the big, boys. The big, big balls of the tech world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they overall have lost 34%, which amounts to $3.8 trillion. Okay. So 3.8 trillion. So just to give you a sense of that, right? How big that is, just for, for if you're trying to get your head around, because I know the millions, billions, trillions, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean, right? Yeah. The UK economy, uh-huh. fifth largest economy in the world, about 2.6 trillion. So not only the in U- total. In total. Wow. So okay. more, the UK times one and a half has been wiped off valuations. Well, wow. Right? The wow. United States, the biggest economy in the world, 21, maybe 22 trillion. So we're talking about a figure of about one fifth yeah. of the, or more, sorry, we're talking about a figure between one fifth and a quarter of the value of the United States economy in total, which is everything that's ever done in the United States every year has been wiped off the value of these tech stocks in six months. So we're talking a massive, and, and again, this is what I want to get down to in this podcast, this is a huge event. Yeah. I'm not sure people are actually really grasping the magnitude of the destruction of wealth and the destruction of the story that came with this idea that we were going to reinvent the future. Now, But, but is that because that most people weren't investors in these companies? Hopefully. Hopefully. And that's, right. that's, there is a silver lining in all yeah, this, right? Yeah. Hopefully this is the silver lining. But my point is, we were talking, those, see those, those ones there, right? They were the A-listers. They're the Brad yes. Pitt of tech. That's the Brad and Jolie. What, are, they, are they still A-lister no, celebrities? No, no, who are the A-lister celebrities? so 10 years ago. Okay. Who are, the, who are the main celebrities in the world? I do not I have no idea. Okay. You and me, Mac. Okay, you and me, right? We're on the red carpet in the Oscars, okay? In our ill-fitting suits and our ridiculous Looking pattern. awkward. Looking very awkward and not looking very Californian, it must be said, right? But whoever the hell... Is it Jay-Z? Is he number one? Uh, that's Beyonce? Probably, yeah. That's right. A, so this is the I'm Beyonce. Sure. We're talking like, you know, <laughs> Apple is the Beyonce of tech. Okay. Yeah, These yeah. are the A-listers. What about all the D-listers and the C-listers and the E-listers? Because what the, the whole thing about tech, right, is that not so much tech, the, the credit bubble and the credit extraordinary easy money yeah. created zombie companies. Now, what is interesting about zombie? Because I know you quite, you quite like zombie. So like movies. zombie movies. Right, so remember the zombie movies? Like the, yeah. the, 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 right, the fellas come back from the dead and they just walk around. You, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't kill them, right? Because yeah. yeah, they're yeah. zombies, right? So imagine that as a zombie company, a company you can't kill. Now, typically, and this is the interesting thing again with the world shifts, right? Zombie companies was a reference largely, largely, this is the interesting, mm. largely thrown by the tech bros at old companies that were being sustained by cheap loans and by government contracts and whatever, right? Yeah. So they said, they're just zombies. They couldn't exist without your subsidy, right? Now, what actually happened is the tech companies couldn't exist without the subsidy that is... Cheap money. Cheap money. And giving stock options to their hunters, even though they don't have any stock, right? So loads and loads of the companies that haven't been listed had this notion that we're worth X amount. Mm. And what we'll do is we'll pay you, we'll give you stock options. And every time they ran out of money, which was called the burn rate, they'd go back to the investors who they had by the balls, in effect, because they're already committed. So they'd give more and more money. 
So in for zomb- penny, in for pound. So basically, the zombie companies now are not the old companies that have been kept alive by cheap loans and zero interest rates, which is what tech bros say. But in actual fact, there's loads of these new companies that are just zombies. They will never make money. They have no business model. They are burning through cash. And they only exist because Silicon Valley and the venture capital world continue to give them money. But, but okay, there's, there's two questions I have there. Part of their story, I'm sure, would be them pointing at somebody like Amazon, who was a zombie company for for years, and not years. years though, not years, not years. But they, they didn't make any money. They didn't make any profit for for quite a while. For quite a and while. then all of a sudden, they now they're 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 making profit. So, but the thing about Amazon, the interesting about Amazon is because Amazon's entire business model mm. is based on what Jeff Bezos said: "Your margin is my income." So Amazon identifies every part of the supply chain that has yeah. margin, and they go after it. So they in effect, Amazon is cannibalizing all these other companies. Yes, yeah, no, 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 I, I understand but, that. But my point yeah, yeah. is that these are zombie companies now. I mean, they just have a chief executive who's 26. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's not a zombie. So are you also saying then that if we didn't have zero interest rates or negative... It's not, interest- it's not even zero. If we didn't have zero interest rates, which give the venture capital world an enormous amount of money... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the venture capital world is the is the is the key here. But if we didn't have those if the venture capital world couldn't tap into these zero interest yeah. rates, that we wouldn't necessarily have a tech boom over the last 10, Definitely 14 not. years. Definitely not. Definitely I, not. We'd be in a totally different place. We'd be in a totally different world, right? And I mean it's I mean part of the tech boom is gonna be good, but lots of it is gonna be shite. Yeah. And I mean the word the worst thing is a thing called SPACs, which were the thing of last year, right? which were these special purpose acquiring, I think, companies, right? Right. So basically, this is, this is mad shit, right? right? That they said, look, a broker would come in and they'd set up a SPAC, right? And a SPAC was, you give us your money and we're going to put that money into a company that we've yet to discover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when we discover it, we'll tell you all about it. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what this was that city of gold is, in this, South America? It's just the uh, Poyas. Yeah. Or no, it was actually more Fitzgerald Oak. Yes. Manaus. Yes. Now, yeah, yeah. by the way, we could segue into a bit of 1970s, <laughs> early 1980s, Klaus Kinski movie talk, but no, let's park that. Yes. But yeah, by the yeah. way, if you want to see a great movie, Fitzgeraldo is one of the great movies. And of course, who was he? Fitzgerald, one of our own. Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> Played by Klaus Kinski. Mad stuff. Okay. But come back to the zombies, right? If Amazon's share price is down to the extent that you've said, I think 40%. Mm. Yeah. What is happening to these companies that make no money? Yeah. Amazon makes loads of money. Yeah. Right? right. So all these zombies wipes. And of course, the king of the zombies is the crypto stuff, right? Because not only is that, there's no business model. Yeah. It's just, I pretend I've got something of value and you pretend it's worth something. So all of this stuff, because interest rates are going up, the tide has gone out, and we now see who's naked and who's not naked. And the issue is now that as interest rates rise, this is only going to get worse. Okay, before we we delve into that, let's take a quick break and pay some bills. Good idea. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Just before we talk about the impact on the rest of us and the economy as a whole, you know, you're not a crypto fan. That's pretty obvious. And that's fine for, for a good reason. But in fairness, John, I wasn't a crypto fan this time last year either. No, 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 no absolutely. No, I understand yeah. that. But the one thing that, I mean, I, I'm no expert, but the one thing that does seem to be of value coming out of crypto is the whole blockchain technology. Yeah. See. Now, I, I, like I say, <laughs> yeah. I'm not an expert, but, but from what I read and what I see, that seems to be where the value is as opposed to the bleeding coins yeah, themselves. I, no, no, no. Look, I take, I take the point, right, that certain new money evangelists, let's call it, right, mm. have said that the blockchain is this game changer, right? Now, the blockchain, when you actually think about it, it's only a ledger, okay? Yeah. Now, yeah. imagine... Remember we talked about the, the Ishtango bone, right? Yes, 19,000 yes, yes, years ago, 19,000 yeah. years ago, in the jungle, in what is now Congo, was found a femur of a baboon. Mm. And in the femur of a baboon were these notches, right? And what it was, what it's thought to have been, each notch was a ledger, which says, I owe money to John, or yeah. I owe camels to John, or I owe slaves to John, or whatever yeah. we were trading, right? Yeah. I'm not that sure that the blockchain is anything but a digital ledger, right? Yeah. Now, a digital ledger is only of value and will change the world if you believe the world is ultimately really corrupt. 
And if you believe that every single trade that I do with you, so every time you go to pennies, which I know you go to pennies all the time, John. All the time. That when you, you pay much, I can tell you're he's he's in his Christmas sort of going out. Underpants. He's in his Christmas going out pajamas. Not you're staying in pajamas. You're going out pajamas, right? Which is a shocking sight. Ho ho ho. Anyway, Go think on. about think about blockchain because we let's investigate all this evangelical stuff that has been talked about in the last five years. Yeah. Right. Let's stick with the idea that the tide is out. I'm not sure that a digital ledger changes anything yeah. at all. Yeah. Unless you believe that every other ledger is corrupt. But the, the thing about business, what we know is that, I know it sounds weird, mm. that honesty is the best policy, right? So if you start with the perception that everyone's ripping me off, and consequently a digital ledger allows me and you to see exactly what we're doing in, in whatever trade we have, and whether we use pounds or euros or dollars or bitcoins, yeah. Right to clear those trades, the digital ledger, the bit blockchain, has some extraordinary impact on commerce. Right now, think about why that would be the case. That would be the case only if everybody was dishonest. Sure, but if everybody's dishonest, you can't have any business, because at the end of the day, markets thrive on trust and reputation. So yeah, there's no doubt that I can rip you off once, maybe yeah. twice. Okay, maybe three times if you're a complete gobshite, right? Okay. Hang on a second. But eventually, eventually your reputation will determine how much business you do. Well, that's why you employ storytellers, you know, your PR firms and your reputation. To tell your story. Yeah. But also, but, but unless the story is good, even the best PR firm can't tell it, mm. right? Mm. So if you imagine, right, that at the core of all markets is not dishonesty, but honesty. Yeah because dishonesty destroys markets. Then you have a very interesting way of looking at blockchain and saying, okay, what markets exactly is this really good for? And it's really, really good for markets that are inherently dishonest, illegal okay. markets. Yeah. Now, maybe I'm missing something huge here, but I think that this will be, yes, an advance in commerce, no doubt, but a game change in advance that will bring loads more of billions of people in the world into the commercial adventure? I'm not that sure. So let's agonize, let's yeah. investigate and worry yeah, about that's blockchain. Something, that's something we'll come back to for sure, because we're we're not experts, but maybe we should get on. But let, let's let's move on, Mac, because okay. what I do want to ask you about is the impact of interest rates and what we've been talking about on the wider economy, on the people who aren't. Yeah investors in, in exactly. the, the well, tech world. Well, which so is we're basically, not tech which basically, basically all of us, yeah, right? Most, yeah, oh, yeah, all yeah, of us, all yeah. of us. I mean, uh, for, for, for us, it's, it's, it's a spectator sport. Yeah. It's like the but it's the ripple effect of all that on yeah. the rest of the so, economy. So, so, so think about a country like Ireland, right? It has significant, significant impacts through three mechanisms. One are wages, mm. right? Wages stroke employment. Yep. The other is rent. Mm. And the other is taxation. So, for example, Dublin's Silicon Dock employs 12% of all the people employed in Dublin City. That's a lot. It's a huge amount. Yeah. It's a huge amount. Tech employs 6.5% wow. of all Irish workers. It's mm. one of the highest tech workers in the world, yeah. part of the workforce, right? Now, everybody there is exposed. 
because these sort of numbers that you cite. Hang on, can I can I just stop you there? Yeah. Going back to what you said earlier, does that include, you know, not only the engineers, but the lads and the bikes as well? Interesting question. It could be, could be. But it's all in this whole big area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's six and a half percent of the Irish workforce. Or the Irish workforce is 2.2 million. It's a mm. lot of people, right? This is a hell of a lot mm. of people involved in this area. So obviously what's going to happen is there's going to be, there is already a chill going through technology. At the moment, there's only been a thousand job cuts in Ireland in the last couple of weeks in tech, right? Right. So that's only 0.64% of the total workforce right? In mm -hmm. tech. Yeah. But that could change, right? Second thing then is wages, right? Because a lot of tech workers, particularly software engineers, are incredibly well paid. So you take, for example, a company like Stripe. There is a website called Levels FYI, mm -hmm. you know, which levels for your information, right? right? And it basically is something that if you're going for a job in a tech firm, you're going to say, okay, what should I be looking for All here? Right, What's okay. the average, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. And it talks about Stripe, okay? The, the, the Irish company, right? And in Dublin, an experienced software engineer at Stripe earns, this is in dollars, but given the dollar and euro are about the same, 102,000 euros a year, dollar nice. stroke euros, nice. okay? But they get about 70 grand in stock as well. So they're pledged the stock of Stripe, which will be made liquid when Stripe has an IPO. Right. Now, what that means is that these are software engineers. They're, they're technically very gifted people but they're earning about 180,000 euros a year. Right. The okay. average wage is 45,000. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So these are keeping rents very, very high because if you're earning 180 grand, you don't really care what you pay in rent, right? Yeah. They're obviously very young as well, mainly. They're the sort of people who are keeping all those ticky bars open. <laughs> the JM. They're not all the ticky bars. bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the sort of people who are drinking branded gin and yeah. branded scotch. Yeah. They're going to high-end restaurants in Dublin because you need that sort of money, right? The way people say, how can restaurants in Dublin get away with X, Y, because they're so expensive? Yeah. If you've a young couple with no kids and you're both working as software engineers, I'm not, this is not representative. Yeah. To the very, very top end. You know, expensive restaurants are what you it's do true. on oh. Tuesday night. Yeah. Right. This, this is, is this is San Francisco territory. Exactly. That's what's happening. Yeah. And the tech guys will have brought up the cost of rents and the cost of playing that upscale game, if that's what you want to do. Mm. If, on the other hand, you want to put the kennels for a few pints like us, mm. you don't necessarily meet that many tech bros. Okay? <laughs> there's, not, there's not that many tech bros in the bar, right? Yeah. But in town, definitely. So you can see how that would percolate down quite, quite quickly, right? Mm. And then, of course, the big one is tax. Right? Ireland makes, well, last year, Ireland, this year, sorry, Ireland will have, when it all, when everything washes out, probably raise about 22 billion euros in tax from multinationals. Nice. Right? Yeah. Let's say 80%, 70% of that will be in the tech space. Mm. Right? We are talking about huge numbers, maybe. 3,000 to 3,500 euros per citizen in tax comes from tech. Right. right, okay, yeah. Now, if that were to fall, if those falls in share prices were to reflect falls in revenue and consequently falls in profits and falls in corporation tax, then, of course, the corporation tax 
is looked quite fragile in the face of this. Mm. The other side of that is to think that maybe this will not happen because the big ones are still profitable. It's not that they're not profitable, it's just the future, which is where the share price yeah. is priced, doesn't look as rosy. Yeah. But I mean, for Ireland, wages, rents. Now, the good thing is, the good thing is, for society, it is a good thing that the disparity in incomes are brought down. Because ultimately what you're doing is the people, for example, who are earning these huge amounts of money are the people who are, as you'd say, resting on their laurels having been tech investors, yeah. okay? They're not representative of the average person. And if they are dragging up the price of certain critical things yeah, like accommodation, yeah, yeah. Yeah. well, if that pendulum swings back, it's not a bad thing, right? Absolutely, yeah. But I suppose the lesson to go away with on the credit cycle, John, is that it is an unforgiving master, okay? It gives away and then it takes back. And like the tide, it kind of ebbs and flows. This mm. is the whole idea, you know? And, you know, what will happen is, in time, the economy will slow down, globally inflation will slow down, globally interest rates will basically stop rising and begin to fall. And you know what happens then, John? The pendulum starts again, the tide goes out, tide comes back in, people start investing again, the herd yeah. gets excited, we start to have FOMO, there's going to be a new story. But the key thing is, between now and then, keep your financial togs on. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast, Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.